honestly, the only thing that's going to keep people's attention these days, it's, it's, it's not even a beautiful shot or great sound. It's, are you telling a story? Welcome to No Fat Cats. I'm your host, Wesley Dean. Welcome to the podcast about helping creative teams get better and helping make sure that you stay at the top of your game during this season. As I know, it's a very unique season for all of us with the shutdown and everything, basically the world completely changing before our eyes. So how do you tell stories in the middle of a pandemic and how do you produce films that inspire people when no one's going out and, and filming? Well, for one, no one is really producing highly produced pieces right now unless they're filmed before the pandemic but there are ways of telling great stories without having to focus on the high production values a great story is amazing because it has a really good character because it's about someone who accomplishes something unusual not because you have a great camera and great shots it's because the essence of it is amazing and engaging and is about overcoming an obstacle and in my conversation with david johnson from silent images we dive into how they're going about this process how they're dealing with the shutdown and their basis for tackling stories silent images is based in charlotte north carolina and does photography and video work for nonprofits and charities around the world i'm a huge fan of their work in fact, the Disney movie Queen of Catway was created after Silent Images first produced the original documentary about the real girl. Like, how many of you have had Disney produce a film after something you made? Um, no, I definitely haven't. So David and his team know how to tell great stories. In this episode, we dive into how nonprofits especially use video for different purposes. We distinguish between videos and content for social media, where your goal is to stay on the top of people's minds, and the need for high-quality crafted pieces used for fundraising. So not all your social media content has to be amazing. It's really just a matter of staying at the top of people's minds. However, then having a powerful story that is engaging and that really gets your viewers' attention that connects with them is going to be a powerful way of connecting. And nonprofits need to be connecting with their donors without creating donor fatigue. And there's a line in there that you want to draw where, especially during this time when people don't have money because their jobs have been cut and you don't want to create that donor fatigue but it's important to stay connected with them during this time and telling great stories that are authentic that don't rely on higher production values is a great way to do that and without further ado here's my interview with david johnson hey david it's great to have you on the podcast thanks for being here yeah wesley thanks for having me it's a it's a joy to be on here and, and hopefully uh, yeah, help some people out with uh, how are we telling stories uh, during this time. I know. Well, it's great to reconnect. I know it's been, I had first done a little bit of work down in Ecuador, kind of connected with you guys. I mean, man, that would have been, what, I think 2013. I mean, so it was, it was a little while ago and then um, I've been able to you know, reconnect since then, but it's, it's been a little while, but it's always great to connect with you guys. I absolutely am a huge fan of the work that you guys are doing and just wanted to check in about you know, how things are going right now and how, you know, COVID-19 is impacting you guys. But for those of those who might not be familiar, could you go, just kind of go over a little bit, like what is Silent Images and, and what do you guys do? Yeah. Uh, so we're, we're a nonprofit organization that uh, provides professional photography and video to other nonprofits. And uh, we're about 50% of our projects are overseas and about 50% are right here in the States. So we try to provide high level production at a low cost. Uh, every charity has to kick something in and, and pay something towards their production, but they might get a, you know, five or $6,000 value and only have to pay, you know, 
under a thousand dollars or a thousand dollars. Just it just depends on their budget. So, um, so we uh, really exist to try to help them tell their story, and uh, we serve sometimes large nonprofits like the United Ways and Habitats and World Visions. But most of our kind of uh, nonprofits we really love to serve are those smaller, mid-sized. We call them the the toddlers. They've been around five, six years. They're they're growing. They've gotten big enough to where they really do have a, a, a robust story to tell, a great story to tell, and uh, they just don't have budget for it. And they can't hire. They don't have their own videographer, and uh, they've kind of, you know, made they've made things work for a few years just by doing things on their own or finding volunteers and. Sometimes that can be clunky and just they don't get what they really want. And so they're, they kind of come to us finally going, okay, we're ready to do a professional production, but we've priced it out there. We can't afford the high level professional production. So, uh, so we come in and go, hey, we, you know, we got a staff who are uh, great professionals and we'll give you that level of, of storytelling, but, uh, but not at that, that cost. So, uh, so that's what we do. We serve, we usually produce probably about 100 to 125 productions a year. Um, which ends up being 50 to 60 different charities. Obviously we serve several charities over and over again throughout the year. Um, sometimes we do our own production. Sometimes we just uh, produce short films. Like we just did a, a whole film series on mental health and uh, trying to raise awareness on uh, mental health and telling stories and creating the curriculum for small groups and schools and churches to use um, as a way to, to start the conversation around mental health. So sometimes we kind of have our own passion projects too that we uh, do with with videos so no, that's great and one of the things i've always i feel like loved about you guys is that you you manage you do work all around the world yet you manage to really have like an intentional like charlotte grounding kind of as a home base and you're not neglecting like your neighbors and those closest to you with with always doing stuff that's like internationally how, how's that process been i feel like it's been intentional for you guys but how do, have you kind of walked through that that process yeah, I mean, we, um, uh, you know, we started off mostly doing international, but then there were a lot of local charities who said, hey, we, we need help too. Uh, we've got great stories. And, um, and so we uh, wanted to listen to them and wanted to make sure that we didn't overlook, you know, our neighbors by just going overseas and thinking the, the greatest needs are always, and that's not just in Charlotte. I mean, we do a lot of production in a lot of different states now around the U.S. So, so we, we love telling domestic stories and we know that there's a lot of, charities domestically who, who don't have budget either, but have great stories. So, uh, so yeah, we feel like it's important to, uh, to make sure, particularly for Charlotte to take care of our, our home city too, especially during this time with COVID. I mean, that's obviously all we're doing is taking care of our city. Yeah. So I guess, you know, with that segue, I mean, how, how have things changed in the last, you know, two months with COVID-19 for you guys? Yeah. I mean, it's changed drastically. I mean, obviously all of our international projects got canceled and so, uh, so all that is, is, will not be happening, uh, maybe not through the end of the year. Um, and then a lot of our, you know, standard larger productions are canceled. We, uh, we're not doing any type of, uh, you know, miking up people and doing a full uh, production, but we are now kind of shifting to much smaller, quicker uh, productions or things we can do that with, um, with video uh, that we already have in our library that we can use and we can, we can reference. So, uh, so we're having to get creative. We're having to pivot and, and get creative. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and like most nonprofits, it, it takes a hit on the budget. I mean, we, uh, when you have, you know, half of our income is, is by donations and the other half is, is, you know, 
uh, by the, the nonprofits we serve. And so really half of our budget has really come to a stop. And so um, it puts a strain on us that we actually just launched a kind of a creative um, portrait kind of offer to local people here in Charlotte to go do family portraits and just kind of get some donations locally to uh, offer that service while people are all cooped up at home to do uh, family still shots. And uh, that's just a, you know, it's a way for us to try to raise some money is, is what I'm saying. Like it's, it's taken a hit on us financially. And so we, you know, you gotta, you gotta do things that are not normal uh, when times are not unusual. Normal. That's right. That's right. So, uh, so that's not something we would typically do, but we've enjoyed doing it. It's been fun to get out and meet some new donors and, and keep sound images going with this is our 13th year and uh, we're not going anywhere. COVID-19 is not going to uh, sink us. And so uh, we just have to uh, get creative and, and uh, just figure out other creative ways to, to generate income um, and make sure that we can weather the storm and then be back. No, so you brought an interesting point up that I think was, you said that about half of your income comes from producing films and then the other half is from uh, donations. Is that about kind of more or less kind of what the proportions yep. are for you guys? Yep. Yeah. So we're, yeah, so we're about half and half. So, so donations, foundations, uh, you know, uh, grants underwrite the cost. And then uh, the other is just from the organizations we serve. Oh, I know that, that's a really interesting uh, point. Cause I, I mean, I know there's a number of people that serve nonprofits, but I feel like you guys are a little bit in the unique spot that you're a nonprofit yourself serving other nonprofits, um, which is definitely just super, super commendable. Um, yeah. And so, so going back to the kind of the, the COVID space, I'm assuming at this point, like big shoots that involve international travel have, have all been canceled yet. Nonprofits still have to be able to communicate the work that they're doing. Um, what have you seen in terms of communication strategy? Like, what are what are people doing more of? What are they doing? Like, what actually is works? I mean, people not everyone else has, still has to keep raising money right now, um, and right. they still have to be communicating. What are your? Do you have any tips for people during these times? Yeah, communication definitely needs to keep happening, and uh, we encourage all of our uh, past clients, uh, you know, to kind of you know, tell them, Hey, keep communicating to your donors. Um, I think what, uh, you want to be careful of is donor fatigue and not, uh, everyone rushing and asking donors for funding right now. I think to be strategic about that, but really, you know, we, we always, I mean, we are firm believers in stories. So what story can you tell right now? That's positive. That's different than what they're hearing on the news. And how does that keep your, your donor engaged and remind your donor of who you serve? And so, we're really just encouraging nonprofits to continue to tell stories. They don't have to be professional productions at this point. I think people are showing a lot of grace as to, um, you know, the, the, the quality of the content, but, um, you know, get it out there quickly right now and, and, and remind donors you're still serving and introduce your donors to those who you're serving again. Uh, and maybe those short little stories of people whose lives are changed and you're helping right now during COVID. So that's what we're encouraging people to do is, you know, and that's on your phone, just pick up your, your smartphone and, and use that and, um, and, you know, make the best of what you have, but keep, keep in front of your donors, but stay positive. Um, you know, the more that you can stay positive and hopeful and uh, encouraging to them, I think, uh, I think all of us need a little, little different tone than what we're hearing on the, you know, the mass media outlets. And uh, I feel like nonprofits uh, hopefully don't fall into that trap of just the tragic headlines and just, and just leading with that, but leave with some positive stories of lives being changed. And that, that's a really interesting point too, because you mentioned that you do need to stay on the forefront 
of, of donors' minds and, you know, telling stories is a great example, but at the same time, you don't want to get donor fatigue. So it seems like it's really an interesting balance because you don't want to just stick your head in the sand and then five months later right. be like once or whenever things start to come back to normal and people have a little more money to donate and then just kind of pop up all of a sudden and be like, oh, yes, remember us? So you do kind of need to play that, be present, keep at the forefront, um, but at the same time, not necessarily constantly uh, asking for money. So when it comes to stories, I mean, you obviously been telling stories for, for quite a while now. What are, do you have any tips for how to find a good story since, you know, people can't necessarily send out, you know, a crew to tell it, like, how do you identify if a story is good? And do you have a process to follow um, that, that people can, can, can follow? Yeah. I mean, um, I, there's not necessarily a, you know, a, a magic, uh, process. There's, there's no magic, magic process, but I guess it's tips there, there, in general. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, you know, we, what we encourage people is, you know, just look for, um, again, that, that aspect of change If a character, I mean, even when we go watch movies, right. I mean, it's, if, if a character doesn't change within a movie, the movie gets kind of dull. Right. And so we, fast. We, we want, yeah, we want to see a change of character. And so that can happen very quickly. It doesn't have to be, doesn't have to have a bow at the end of it and be all tied up perfectly. I think sometimes there's a little bit more honesty in that and people enjoy that of kind of like, hey, this story's not over, but this is where this person started. And because our nonprofit intervened, this is this is the result and this is how we're beginning to see change and growth within this this person. And and uh, and so uh, but also, you know, allow the, the personality, allow your viewer to connect. And so look for those personalities. They don't they don't always have to be cute little kids. Um, it could be uh, anyone else who just kind of has an attractive personality. And uh, the problem is you don't really know who's going to come alive on camera. Uh, sometimes someone can have a fantastic personality and then you put a camera on them or, you know, just your phone and you put that in front of them and they, they freeze, right? And a different kind of personality comes out. And so part of that is just experimental and you're just going to have to, uh, you know, have two or three options and know that, you know, probably one of them will end up, you know, being really, uh, really fantastic on, on camera too. So, um, but I think, uh, you know, just making your viewer feel comfortable and, uh, and reminding them why you're, why you're telling their story. I think, um, and, and any nonprofit, you know, they the people that they serve are so important to them that they want to, you know, preserve the dignity and, you know, and want to make sure that they don't cross any boundaries there and just remind them, Hey, we're telling this story, uh, so that more people can get help, not to embarrass you, not to exploit you in any way. Um, and so I think that that's really important to navigate that carefully. And, and like I said, nonprofits are usually really, really good with that. Um, and it's something our team has to obviously navigate. Uh, and we're always learning how to do that. We don't do it perfectly. Um, and it's hard when you come with a big camera and a crew and, and people that we don't have a relationship with before. And so we have to walk that line carefully. Cultivate that relationship. Which, and I think that the point that you brought up of just even having someone record with the phone and, and seeing how it goes is, is a great, great tip because people can, of course, be doing that right now um, with local staff. I mean, when you look at the number of people, even internationally in areas that are, you know, maybe not quite as privileged as, as, as developed, like most people still have a, a phone that can record a video. And see, now is, is a great time for just people are, I think, have a lower standard for what's being produced overseas because of the fact they realize, well, no one's actually going from some of these areas, but 
those little authentic short stories do well on social media in, in some regard, especially if they're within like the COVID uh, nineteen context. Um, but after being able to do those, you can always always then they could be good like preliminary interviews for maybe a story later next year or, or whenever people are are traveling That's back. Right. Ha- yeah. Have you have you seen anyone doing stuff, or is it not quite yet in terms of? That, in some ways, I feel like people are still kind of figuring out what the you know the new normal looks like for for producing yeah. content have, have you seen examples of people who are doing stuff or is it still kind of too early to tell uh, what's going to happen i think happen? it's still a little too early to tell i mean we've been producing some 60 second kind of you know trailer stories for people uh here locally for you know food banks um and medical uh relief and you know things like that but uh but i think it'll still be a little bit before people start generating it more on the, you know, the mass, uh, mass production. So, and I think, and too, I guess part of that might be that while we're locked down, everyone else in other countries is locked down as well. That's so, right. so even if there were people in local countries that have the ability, they're not really traveling yet either. Uh, but I, but I can see that there could potentially be a, a danger where like certain countries start opening up and they might be fine, but there's still a much more decrease in, in overall traffic from like, across countries uh, right. for, for the, the the sake of like a second wave or, or repeat mm-hmm. uh, customers happening. So no, I saw that you guys had created a series on helping people since, since you guys aren't doing all the filming now, a series to help people. Uh, what was that process like of thinking through that series of videos for, for people in terms of general tips? I mean, it, it was a bunch of zoom calls my team and I, after we, you know, all fled this office, you know, like everyone else, it was kind of like, you know, one day we're all here, the next day we're watching the news and I'm going, team, I think we're, we're heading home for a little while. So, um, so we all go home and, you know, uh, uh, Tim, who does all of our, you know, kind of project management just started to say, well, I'm just getting emails of cancellations. We have no, we have no production right now. And so, uh, you know, I just kind of begin to, you know, have some meetings with the team of, well, what are we going to do? Uh, how are we going to continue to tell stories? What do our nonprofit friends need right now? And so we kind of had, you know, virtual whiteboard sessions where we just kind of threw up all kinds of different ideas of what can we do to serve and, um, and serve for free. I mean, we weren't looking, you know, I was like, Hey, every nonprofit is getting hit right now. So we just need to assume that we're going to do everything for free and let's just produce things that they actually need. And so that's where this whole how to series came out of was that conversation of us going, well, you know what? They're all scrambling right now, including pastors at churches trying to figure out how do I, how do I do this? How do I produce content with my phone and, uh, and do it as best I can? I can't hire somebody. And, and, uh, and so we just said, you know what, there, there are things already out there on the internet, but what if we made things that were a little bit shorter and really all focused on you're at home, look around, what can you use? How can you be resourceful and, and produce the best shot uh, from your house, both thinking about visuals and your audio and your setup and then, you know, kind of sharing. And so, uh, so we launched that and it had a, it had a, it had a great response initially. That's great. And that, that's all on your YouTube channel. It is. Yep. So silent images, yeah. just search on, on YouTube. They'll, they'll be able to find it. Yeah. I think, I think there's seven, uh, short kind of how to videos now. And we, we may keep producing some more just depending on how long this lockdown happens. No, I mean, I looked at them and they, they seem like a really solid, great resource. And I, I think you're right, is that half of getting a good shot isn't just, do you have the right camera? It's just, where's the window in your shot? And, you know, wh- what does your background look like? And, and some of those thoughts when you just stop and think about it, where you can kind of start to really, really evaluate. 
Um, no, that's great. And so I know locally, it sounded like you've done, it, you've done a little bit. You've also been repurposing stuff that you had previously shot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what's that been like? Is it just been kind of short teasers and you know traveling out as much as you can locally, but while still being safe? I know North Carolina at the time of recording is start. I think are they starting to open up a little bit, or where are. are they at? Yeah, we're starting to open up uh, a little bit, but not not enough to where we can really uh, go do much. Go to a full still. shoot. Yeah, that's right. And part of it is people's just comfort level and, you know, uh, putting a lapel mic on people. It's just a lot of things that where there's just, there's too many things that just people aren't ready to do. And, you know, I'll be honest. I mean, nonprofits, we're not the only one struggling. There's a lot financially struggling. And so people just don't want to spend any money on anything. that doesn't, doesn't seem at least initially necessary. And so, uh, people are being really conservative with their spending. And so nonprofits are, are kind of just, uh, trying to function with the bare bones. So they also, you know, are going, Hey, we, we just need to wait on, uh, paying anything extra for storytelling or, or production right now. Yes. Especially I'm sure with, when uh, a nonprofit's barely struggling by to, or anyone is, is struggling to pay their own staff, uh, you know, salaries, it's kind of hard to, to do the extra stuff. Um, yeah. but at the same time, you know, I, re- I also recently heard that, you know, being able to communicate more during a, uh, during any kind of crisis, you know, is actually kind of a, or a downturn is actually kind of a show of strength that is, that does kind of help you at the other side, kind of be a little more resilient and kind of stand out more. So in some ways it, it is kind of that double sided thing where you don't want to spend money, but you also want to make sure that you are able to come out stronger. Do you have any other tips on, on that thought side or, um, of, of just how to communicate obviously we talked about stories and is it just kind of and, and also too what is that balance do you find now between everything being high high quality having it look good and being authentic have you because i've noticed a little bit of a shift in what people expect but i just didn't know what your thoughts were being specifically on on like the high quality versus just relevant in the here and now so the um uh, you know one of the questions we often ask nonprofits before we start a production is you know uh, is this how much do you want uh to focus on quality versus quickness and you kind of have to choose, is this a, a more of a quality production or a quicker production? And anyone in the production industry knows exactly why that's an important question uh, because you can't do both. And of course they, they want to get things out quickly, um, but they don't want to compromise quality and really you have to make a decision. And so, you know, in, in this season um, you're spot on. I think, I think the more that you can put content out there right now, the quicker it, it's better. Um, I don't think people are looking for quality right now. I think they're looking for strength. They're looking for something that catches my eye and reminds me why I donate to you. Um, and, and, you know, people donate because of they're inspired by what you do and who you are and who you serve and the lives that are changed. And so just the more that you can remind them as to, you know, uh, what inspired them to give you, give to you guys in the beginning um, is, is super important. And so uh, that's why, you know, we sent an email to all of our nonprofits we'd served to just said, Hey, whether we do it or not, I think it's really important that the executive director gets some sort of message out there. And, and we think video is stronger than just a, you know, an email to your donors, but just saying, Hey, we're here. We're hopeful. We're moving forward. We're continuing to, to serve. Um, and I think the strength and the inspiration of and the visual of that leader uh, kind of making that charge means a lot. And it means a lot to both the donor base and your volunteers and, uh, and your staff just to kind of see the, the leader out there doing that. So I think, I think there are things that, that nonprofits need to continue to do and do consistently not, not worries too much about quality right now, but not, 
you know, that's why we did this how-to series is because- You don't want to be sloppy. You, you don't want to be sloppy and you don't want it to be distracting, right? I mean, you want the message to be clear. And so uh, whatever you can do to, to, to eliminate most distractions and get a clear message, uh, I think, you know, that's a home run during these times. No, and I think that that is a really interesting point too of, of really like the kind of the quality versus quickness. And I think you're right that right now, you know, having something be quick is relevant. I mean, I, I had projects I was working on really up through, you know, February uh, and getting ready to release them. And really in the span of about three weeks, you know, some of the videos, they just looked like like weird. Like e even one of the shots where we had a closing shot of people like shaking hands <laughs> yeah. and, and then like, which looked great like one week three weeks later it was like oh they're shaking hands this <laughs> yeah. is terrible like they're gonna get COVID. uh so you, you know it's like that is not a good practice and so like you know in that case you know yes the quality was good but we would have done much better off had we focused on being quick and, and getting something out that was timely before everything completely changed yeah. and and i think you're right that that's kind of the goal now but it seems like really just master some of the fundamentals um and then have your your message be clear and then Two, I was curious with your work, um, how, how much of the work that, in terms of the stories that tended to be obviously like higher quality, did you find that people used them for more of like fundraising versus using them for regular everyday social media? And, and so, cause I had feel like I noticed a little bit of a trend between people creating content. If it's more regular social media, it was almost more important to be consistent, regular. It doesn't have to be huge quality, but if it's more for like an in-person event, thinking of a gala or someone showing the church fun fundraiser at a church event later or something like that, the expectation was it still needed to be high quality. Do you have any thoughts or insights there? I'm just curious to get yeah. your opinion. Yeah. I mean, I would say that's, you know, most of the time when people uh, contract us to work with them, it's because they are thinking about their, you know, some sort of fundraiser dinner where they have a, you know, a, an audience that's going to be there and they want a little bit longer film, maybe, um, you know, longer than, than two or three minutes. And so, as you know, you know, if you're going to create something longer, it's got, it's got to be done. Um, not just, it doesn't just have to be done professionally and with a nice camera and nice shots, but it, it really needs to tell a story. Uh, that's really, honestly, the only thing that's going to keep people's attention these days. It's, it's, it's not even a beautiful shot. Um, or great sound. Um, it's are you telling a story? Are you captivate you captivating me to want to keep watching? And that's harder and harder to do. And um, and you know we, we argue that you know the, the one thing, even though like photography and video in a lot of ways has been democratized in some ways. I mean everybody has a nephew who can do a video and yep. can edit, and everyone has a nephew who you know knows how to use a camera and grab some photos. But storytelling has not been democratized, and that's the one thing that you you honestly, you can't even learn in school. You know, we've, you know, when people try to apply for jobs for us, they'll show us their demo reel or whatever. And I'm like, I'm never wowed by somebody's just by just their shots and how beautiful their shots are. I'm like, can you tell a story? And, uh, and that comes with some maturity and that's really just, a, I mean, that's a gift, uh, that uh, I feel like, you know, either they have it or they don't, um, in some ways and they develop it. But, uh, but some people just have a knack for being able to see and, and tell and uh, draw out a story. So point being, like that's, that's where I think you need to focus your, your, your quality is when you have that great story and, um, and, and you decide this is a story we want to save. We don't want to just do a quick release, a 60-second trailer. This is a fantastic story. It has all the elements of a good story. Um, let's do this professionally and, and have someone kind of weave this story together and it's worth either putting it on our homepage of our website or we'll save it for our, you know, our fundraiser dinner, you know, whenever that is. 
And, uh, and so those, those are the ones that I feel like most of the time when people are coming to us, they've, they've either already done that or they've, they just have a hunch they need to do something different. And then, you know, we tell them, you know, throughout the year, sure, keep pumping out, you know, your own, you know, smartphone, short, you know, social media clips if you want to, or, you know, you can hire us to, you know, to do uh, several productions, you know, hire us to do, you know, to spend two or three days with you and we'll create 12 short videos for you that you can trickle release throughout the year. And so part of it is coaching them too, like how do you hold on to content and not release it all at once? And, uh, and just schedule it out. Yeah. Schedule it out and uh, use it throughout the year. That brings up an interesting point. So to what extent do you find that stories still need to be, be high quality because there's, is it because there's a certain level of emotion to it, a certain level of, um, you know, you're feeling, you're also going through a process of transformation. There's a natural story arc that you're developing versus kind of more of like news, like buzzworthy, just news little clip that might do well on social media where it just is kind of gets your attention is like, Oh, that's interesting. It's you're staying front of center or top of mind rather than cultivating something out. Like, like what do you find is that difference between, yes, this is something we should spend a lot of time developing quality versus this is something short that's, it's going to go on social media and and people like, and then it, then it, you know, goes, goes below the feed. Yeah. I mean, either it's a, um, it's a story that is, highly unusual. It's not uh, something that kind of fits the typical pattern of, of story. So it, it could be something, uh, for example, uh, we did a, a, a video years ago that on a gr- little girl from Africa who grew up in the slums and ended up being, you know, oh, yeah, the, ch- a, chess a chess, queen. Yeah, the chess queen, right? So it's one of those stories that you start telling, you're like, this story is, is much bigger because it's so unusual. And so, of course, that ended up being a Disney film, The Queen of Catway. So, um, so either it's something like that where you're like, this is just a phenomenal story. You need, to, you need to manage this. Or it's a phenomenal personality. And I think that's the difference. You know, a, a news clip, when you watch the news, very rarely do you really get to know and connect with the person. They just, you know, they kind of tell the, the, a narrative of a story really to, to land some sort of news information, right? So, you know, people are you know, um, not being able to pay their rent right now. And so really they kind of just use a person to kind of make a point of people can't pay their rent, but you never really connect with that person like you would, you know, while watching a documentary or, or you know, something else. It's because that, that you give the viewer a chance to, to, to really to fall in love with and to cheer and to root for this person to make it. And, uh, and so a good storyteller, uh, just like all the films we watch, you know, we're rooting for that person, you know, to, to make it. And so that takes time. It takes a little bit more time. It doesn't have to be a documentary. It might just take another minute, but you know, in the news industry, a minute is a lot of, of content and then they're, they're not willing to give up a minute, you know, uh, because it's all money. And so, but, um, but the reality is that minute can be really critical for connecting the viewer to that individual, which really at the end of the day, that's why donors give. Right. I mean, they've, they have, you know, they've given because they've connected with either somebody you've served or connected with the, the head of the organization. And so there's a, there's a, there's a personal draw um, because um, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I always say, you know, you start with the heart and then, and then you move to the, you know, to the head and, and the hands come next of them giving, but you got to start with them caring and connecting and not just saying, Oh yeah, I understand what you guys do. You know, you build homes for people who are poor. Well, that, you know, I can tell you that in 30 seconds, but, but if you can grab my heart and connect me with a family that I'm rooting for 
And I'm like, I want to be a part of their story too. Um, then, uh, yeah, th then it, now you've got a whole different level of donor. And I'm not talking about money. I'm just talking about somebody who's in it for the long run. They're also uh, understand they want to, they want to play a, a, a part in the story. They don't, they, they eventually don't want to just keep giving checks, but also you're giving them value in the sense of them participating in the journey with this individual. And all that takes time to develop through story and connectivity. No, that's great. And I think the point that you bring up is that really some of these stories that we're really fleshing out are really more, they're more like unique and inspirational and like your, your story is only going to be as strong as your main character. And I think it, it is interesting that not everyone's story is worth fleshing out into a bigger piece. And, and some of those stories can really just be more of your, you know, social media posts that, that happen more regularly, but then really finding those ones that are really interesting, and engaging, and then taking the time to really flesh those out. And is, is that's when it's going to be, be worthwhile. Yeah. And, and doing that in a way that, you know, we always, kind of the warning is not to always make the nonprofit look like the hero. Yeah. Right. And so people can sniff that out too of like, Oh, I know how this is going to end. You know, here's this poor person who can't help themselves. And then in rescues them, this nonprofit who then looks like the hero. And I think the, the nuance, the, the, the good nuance that you want to navigate is, you know, it, it was a partnership. Like we did not come in and rescue them. Like there was already elements of greatness in this individual that really we just want to highlight and celebrate this story. Um, and maybe the, the nonprofit's logo might come in at the end, but really it was this individual that you're celebrating. And, uh, and it doesn't look like a bunch of boasting by this nonprofit that, that we look heroic all the time because that also get tiresome. Um, from viewers. So, you know, that, that's an art. I mean, that's, that's an art and it has to be uh, very strategic and a, and a nonprofit has to be willing to say, yes, I want the story to be primary and not just integrating our nonprofit narrative all Plugging throughout yourself. it. That's right. That's right. So, um, you know, we always tell them you got to decide between inspiration and information. Yeah. There are some videos that are, that are informational, but don't mix them. Like, you know, yep. it, it starts to just feel a little bit um, manipulative in some ways of, of uh, no, just tell a great story. Tell a great story. And sure, you can put your logo at the end and people get it. They connect the dots. And, uh, you know, commercials do it all the time. <laughs> you watch commercial like that was awesome. What company was that for? Yeah. Um, but, it, but it made you feel something. And, uh, and once they got you feeling something, they got you connected. I mean, Apple does it all the time. Now, I think that's absolutely a great point is, you know, yeah, inspiration versus information. I, I love that sp spectrum that I, I tend to sometimes like to use as well. And I think you're right that you people, especially now, especially the younger generation is so much more attuned to if, if someone's just, you know, marketing themselves or self-promoting mm -hmm. and, and you're going to smell it out right away. Like, oh, you're just trying to plug yourself in versus telling uh, a story of someone who is really uh, as a strong character is like authentic genuine and that's who we want to root for i think is the people not just the the institution that's that's helping that's right that's right and, and when we can connect to the people then it's easier to root for the institution who's who's keeping all these people like who's, who's almost more as a guide helping them them succeed that's right yeah well, David, thanks so much for being on the podcast. It's been a great catching up with you. You just shared like so many helpful tips that I think, especially people right now, nonprofits need to keep in mind as I know these are difficult times for everyone, but in terms of, you know, staying present, you just need to keep on the forefront. Don't always watch out for donor fatigue, but at the same time, tell, tell great stories. Mm -hmm. 
Yes. Yeah, yeah. Stay positive, stay hopeful. And yeah, just keep, uh, yeah, keep telling, keep, keep telling great stories. People never tire of, of great stories. Thanks. I know people, and people can check out some of those stories. I know silent images, I think .org, I believe. Mm-hmm. Is it yep. best way to, yeah, yeah. You can see a bunch of our stuff there. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Sounds good. Well, thanks for being on the podcast, David. Yep. Thank you, Wesley. And that wraps up another episode with David Johnson. It's now time for a new segment I'm calling The Takeaway. So instead of just giving you a quick summary of what you can be doing different, I want to have quick, actionable items for you to do. Number one, stay at the forefront of people's minds, inboxes, and social media. So no, no one's going out and creating amazing things, but don't also stick your head in the sand. Don't stick your head in the sand and expect that four or five months later, whenever everything is back to normal, you can just pop up and pick up where you left off. People are going to wonder, where did you go? Where did you, where have you been this entire time? So stay at the forefront of people's minds. Then two, challenge yourself to find inspiring stories during this time. Is it no, we might not be going out and meeting with people and producing these great pieces, but find inspiring stories that you can potentially tell later or tell in a great way in writing, in a way that is going to move people. And then who knows, maybe later you could produce a better film about them. And three, make the most of what you have now. Make the most of your smartphone, any camera that you have, and check out Silent Images how-to series on YouTube for ways of learning, getting better at using what you have. It's a great resource for making sure you understand the basics, the fundamentals, and you get the most out of what you have in your hand right now. So until next week, have a good one.